0: Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. Every year during the Easter season, we often hear some words being mentioned. What do they mean? We should be clear because clarity is the foundation of purpose. Now, let's go through some of them today. First of all, Lent. What is it? Lent is the period of 40 days leading to the eve of Easter Sunday. It is intended to be a time of reflection, repentance from sin, self-denial, mortifying the flesh, prayer and fasting, and giving to the poor and needy. Now, Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the 40 day period of Lent. The final week is called the Holy Week, which begins with Palm Sunday and ends with Easter. Palm Sunday commemorates the day Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem triumphantly sitting on the donkey. The people waved palm branches and shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Four days later, On Monday, Thursday, Jesus had the last supper with the disciples in the upper room, and he was arrested that night. On Good Friday, Jesus died on the cross. The next day, which is Saturday, is called Easter Even, or the Eve of Easter. That was the day Jesus was buried in the tomb. Easter was also known as Easter Sunday, or Resurrection Sunday. It is the day Jesus rose from the dead never to die again. Now, secondly, we have this word called the fall. Now, this is the belief that there were actually two historical persons, Adam and Eve, whose disobedience brought sin into the world. God told Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. By disregarding what God had said, Adam, in effect, was declaring independence from God. He was claiming that he could know and decide what was good and evil for himself and had no need to consult God anymore. Sin became a part of him and of the moral nature which was passed on to his descendants. The fall of Adam and Eve resulted in the guilt and corruption of the human nature. Number three is this word guilt. This doesn't nearly refer to a bad feeling inside for doing something wrong. Guilt means we are liable for punishment because of actual sin and offenses. And because we are born with a sinful nature, we cannot help but commit wrong and sin. Now, number four, sin. What is sin? Sin is any act, habit, attitude, outlook, disposition, motivation, and mode of existence that fails to measure up to the standard of God's righteousness. It is turning away from God, rebelling against His rule, missing the mark that He has set for us to aim at, transgressing His commandments, disobeying His directives, and offending His purity by defiling ourselves. The root and strength of sin is pride. So sin basically means missing the mark. Transgression means overstepping the mark. While iniquity is a more deeply rooted problem. It is the rebellious habitual wrongdoing and attitude that's become a way of life. Now, number five, original sin. Now, what is original sin? It is not a word found in the Bible, but it is a very important doctrine. Original sin doesn't mean the first sin. It means that we are morally unable not to sin. After the fall, we are all born sinful. Because of this inner sinfulness, we cannot stop sinning. We will keep sinning and sinning and sinning every day, everywhere, all day long, for the rest of eternity. Now, number six, total depravity. What is total depravity? It is not a term found in the Bible, but it is a very important doctrine. Total depravity means that every part of our human and moral nature has been corrupted by sin. No part of us is untouched by it. Sin affects the mind, the will, the heart, and the body sin reaches into the deepest core of our beings. Even the best motives of our hearts are not totally unselfish and without self-interest. No matter how charitable, altruistic, or philanthropic we try to be, our motives are never totally pure and without pride. No matter how good we try to be, nothing in us or about us will ever appear good in God's eyes. And no matter what we do, we cannot earn His favor. Left to ourselves, no one will desire to seek God, to please God, and to believe in God. No one will ever choose that which is good and godly. Unless grace saves us, we are eternally lost. Only when we are born again by the Holy Spirit are we free from our bondage to sin. This is the good news of Easter. Jesus died in our place to set us free and break the power of sin. Of course, this doesn't mean that we Christians now live perfect lives. We still sin, but now we have a choice not to sin because its power is broken. Praise the Lord and God bless.